just a, a quick caveat. This this episode uh, could be quite hard to listen to for some uh, some listeners, viewers, listeners. Um, this is we are going to talk about quite candidly about suicide um, and how it affects people. So if you have any problems um, you, yourself or know of anyone, then please tweet us. Or if you're having problems now, give Ricky a call on 07. Whoa, 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 This is what's bringing me down. <laughs> what? No, it's all right. Come, we're ready. Go. Oh, that's brilliant. You've done this on purpose. <laughs> no, we ain't. No, we ain't. Come, come on. I love the muggy guy, and all. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, ready? Yeah. Hello. Oh, do you know what? Can I every start? No, no. Listen, no. Week. Not every single week. I'm going to start this podcast, but definitely, I just went out to get rid of the chewing gum out of my mouth and they came in and they made some little comment as if they were talking about my back. Why did you do that? To make me paranoid? Just, just start the show. No, why did you do it? I've never done nothing. Yes, you we did. You said nothing. something. When I can't, yes, yes no, you did. And you know what I'm like around that. I know. You're a bit paranoid. We can't help that. There's nothing yeah, but you, what, what, that. what did you say then? We never said nothing. Oh, see, there we go. Look, you I can't even worse. remember. It was that insignificant. I can't remember. Right. Just start the show. Go on, best posh voice. Where you go. Welcome to episode seven of If You're Happy or Not with me, Miles Chap. Oh, just <laughs> no, no, go do it, do it, do it. The do fat it. lap next to me and Sam. Right, let's go crack on. on. Go on, then. let's crack on. Go on, then. How you doing today, Ricky? I hope you feel terrible. Yeah, I do actually. Good. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> That's it. I do, no, I don't. I don't feel too clever at all. But do you know what? I can't keep saying it. I'm, I'm fed up of being fed up. How you doing, Sam? Yeah, all right. Yeah. I feel great today. <laughs> I know. I do. I know. Do you know, I have got a couple of paranoid thoughts running around my head. But I wish, no, no, I'm not going to share them on the podcast. Share them, they're, not, share they're not suitable for the podcast. No. Oh, go on. No, I'm not going to. No, no, no. no. Oh, no. They're not. That's a teaser, isn't it? No, they're not. Are they they're sexual? not sexual. They it's, 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 no, they're sexual? not sexual. It's something, they? something else going on. No, no, no. It's not What are you I'm not frightened of anything. It's that thing. I'm not terrified. You just walked out there chewing and chucked you spearmint away. And then when you come back, you was in bits. You're frightened of it. This, no, so look, no, so here we go. Look, so this is a real case in point. I've had a paranoid thought running around my head this morning That's after it. I had a conversation with Sam. I'm not going to say what it is. I knew he'd crack. I knew no, he'd no, because it on. is a bit. It is. <laughs> when I say it's inappropriate, I don't mean in a sexual way, but inappropriate for the podcast and amongst you. So I'll explain okay. later on. So, um, and then because I'm in that mindset, can I've come back in? You two are going. Yeah. I'm reading something into nothing. So you know when you you look for something and you yeah. see it. You know, it's because you're in that No, mindset. no, me and Sam knew what we was doing. Oh, you did it on purpose? Yeah, we did it oh. on purpose. Because we know you're that much better when there's a bit of paranoia. Am I? Is that right? You are. Yeah. You, I'm not. Can I guarantee? more edgy, isn't it? Can I guarantee? Otherwise, you're very flat. We have to try. <laughs> no, we do. We have to try and get something out of you by sort of making you paranoid. Unbelievable. Or frightened. So, or... so basically, you've got me in here to bully me today. No, I haven't. Make you're the one. You, you're the one who's given me the fat treatment, isn't it? He's talking Wait. about bullying. You do, calling people fat and all that. That's a terrible thing. All right. Overweight then. Well, well, that's better. Thanks. I feel brand spanking new now. Lovely. 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 Morbidly obese. Morbidly obese. You know what? I was just driving. When I, oh, I'm sorry. When I was you didn't dri- deserve that. When I was driving here on the yeah. radio, 
they went, the second biggest cause of cancer begins with an O and ends with a Y, and I'm driving along. How thick am I, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm non-stop, like, preaching about it and going on about it. I'm thinking, oxygen e What? <laughs> right, I thought, oxygen's got to be all right. And they went, of course, they went, obesity. And I'm sitting there, fat as a bullock, in traffic, thinking, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> It is. I'm sitting there. Um, I've got the very thing he's going on about. <laughs> anyway, no, no, I, I didn't. That was spiteful. It was, it was completely uncalled for. Uh, so look, I quite um, liked it. Actually. So do you know? <laughs> so um, Sam sent us uh, a really interesting link day before yesterday. Was it mm. or something? Anyway. Yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. There yeah. we are. It doesn't matter when you sent it. No one cares. No. The very fact is you sent it. Yeah. So. Um, They've set up this website. Um, I'm going to go. I should be much more prepared than this, and I should know what the website. Because I, I never, I never actually looked at the link. I never. Of course, you didn't. No, no, not because of that. I just. Yeah, you keep saying it's really interesting on because you like things. How do we know? It's, it might not <laughs> right. It's relias.co.uk. And it's yeah. oh, seriously, it's all about spotting the warning signs of someone that's really in trouble and may want to take their own lives, or you know commit suicide okay. um, and I think it's a follow on from all of these other uh, adverts that we see for spotting the signs of a stroke um, Alzheimer's all those sort of things mm -hmm. and I think it's incredibly important and a really worthwhile website we'll give out the details at the end of the uh, yeah we'll put a link in the description but it is brilliant my and I, it's my mate Eddie who does the stroke advert you know in the mouth well, that, there. he actually you does know, it he's the one who does it and I was no in, yeah, and I so was, did he practice the stroke face at home Eddie's Eddie's method Right, <laughs> he's method. If, I'm oh, telling you now, yeah, he's a he's a good mate of mine. When he does stuff, he really does it. I mean, you know, we work together a lot, and he's a, he's a close friend of mine. And he, yeah, so he does that advert. But what happened was because I know how intense Eddie is, and yeah. because he is a good mate, I was sitting in the doctor's. And it cut that stroke advert thing come up on the screen. Is it fast? They use the acronym fast. Is, uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, his mouth starts going down one side and he does the thing. But because he's my mate and I wasn't ready for it, I just started pissing myself laughing. <laughs> and I'm sitting in the waiting room. They must have thought I was a complete animal. Laughing at someone having, having a stroke. stroke like going hysterical. Big fat geezer in the waiting room with the doctors <laughs> pissing himself laughing at someone having a stroke. But it was, it was just because it was me mate. And, uh, <laughs> but no, I know exactly the ad you mean. I often used to think, what a job, what a job. Trying yeah. to pretend you've had a stroke. Ed, he does it well. Oh, no, I have to say. Eddie would have gone in head first. By the end of that, Eddie would have felt like he'd had a stroke. I promise you. <laughs> Probably never used his left arm all day after that. My mate Millsy, stand-up comedian, he's got this great joke. Big fat geezer like me. Well, bigger than me, actually. He's about six foot four, I think. And he says, um, you know, if you keep eating, someone said to me, keep eating like that. He had like a big pork pie in his hand. If you keep eating like that, you'll end up having a stroke. And Mills, he's thought about it and he said, but well, be honest, I don't really use my left hand a lot anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I could probably open that pork pie with one hand. <laughs> It's really not that bothered. It's, it's really cruel, but it's just very funny. <laughs> no, it's good. Treating you with irreverence is a good thing. Okay. So just quickly, going back to the article. So it's kind of um, 
some pointers and uh, ideas about what you might want to do if you're worried that someone might be struggling. So that would be a family member, a friend, a colleague. So that's important. Someone at mm. work. Because you think about it, they may not be your closest friend or they may not be family. Mm. But, you know, if you work in an office, you're probably spending more time with these people than your friends and family. You spend seven, eight hours a day with them. So to spot the signs, I think, is really important. Um, and it's, I think it's a, a huge breakthrough because it's, a really tricky subject to talk about, isn't it? I think, and that's kind of the point they're making. Yeah, it? So yeah. Essentially, I, I, I had a quick look at it yesterday. Uh, I saw a friend of mine posted it on Facebook. And basically, it's like a a load of little videos, uh, and it's essentially a 20-minute sort of Tutorial, online, online training video, yeah, yeah. basically. I watched, it, I watched um, it this morning. It was very good. Yeah. And uh, the sort of main thing that I took away from it was that you kind of need basically just saying just be direct about it don't mm. be scared of using the word suicide just yep. because you're saying you know are you suicidal or whatever that doesn't necessarily that, that does not mean that it, you're putting the idea in their head yep. or that you're or that they're more likely to do it absolutely um, right and you know you're going, being direct going, with it you're yeah. not skirting around it yeah absolutely exactly i've had a few, i've had quite a few mates top themselves mm. um one very close mate who done it and they've all funny enough well, not funny enough don't start laughing. <laughs> Please don't start say. laughing. Oh, that is spiteful, isn't it? One very close oh, friend that, he's got to Do you know what? Look, can I, can I go back to this? And it's I, all... It's no, all... it's not funny. And I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is. It's as a thing with me, when things go very serious and things go, you know, sort of yeah. genuinely straight like a funeral and yeah. you're absolutely you're not supposed to laugh. Well, you just said... It's heart-wrenching, it's terrible, it is not funny. And the very fact I'm in that situation, straight away I want to laugh. No. It's almost like, I, it's self-jeopardy, isn't it? It's it like, is. It's, it, it's I, not funny. Can I, I just I've point got, out got to the listeners, self. I do not find that funny. What I find funny is the awkwardness of this situation. Yeah. That's what made me laugh. Go on, right. carry on. No, so... <laughs> so, <laughs> I've noticed, I've lost, say, four or five friends who have topped themselves. Bloody hell. And one, one very close friend. And... They've all used hanging technique. They've all hung themselves. Is that funny? Why are you smiling at me? Why are you smiling? We're going to have to cut this out. I'm no, no, we're not no, going to no. cut it out. Because it is, it, do you know what? If, if any of them sitting around the table now, they'd be laughing with us. No, they it's not funny. But I, do you know what? It's, the, it's, the, it's how horrific it is. That's what it is. You know, you say sometimes there's only one place to go and that's the last So here's a, here's a question. <coughs> have you been suicidal before? I have. You have. I've had, I'll tell you what it is. I've, I haven't got to the point where I've thought I'm going to do it, but I've certainly had thoughts. And as soon as you start getting the thoughts, that's the worrisome time. You yeah. think, I don't want to be alive anymore, or yeah. I don't want to be alive feeling like this. I can't bet, I can't stand it any longer. And I have had thoughts like that. And, and that's How about you, horrific. Sam? You had thoughts? Yeah. 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 And have you thought what method you'd use, what you do? Um, I'm a bit of a coward and I think I would probably just take a load of pills and just hopefully just go out like that. I can't imagine being in the mindset where you're that dead. It must be just horrific in that mindset where you're that bad. You think, I'm going to go down the station and I'm going to jump in front of a train. Yeah. Okay, your brain must be just in another plane. Do you know, you do just you... mean it must be in so much emotional pain to do that. Well, the majority of time, the majority of times when people try and top themselves... I think, obviously, when people really 
not a lot of the times it's a cry for help, it isn't is, it? It's yeah. a cry for help, and, and and no matter whether it's sort of they know it's going to exactly they know it's hundred percent they're killing themselves or it's you, you just feel so helpless and you just feel so like please someone just help mm. me and that's a terrible feeling to when you know someone's even done anything like that you know how low you have to be yeah, absolutely to feel. yeah did I, I told you then i years ago years ago we lived in a block of flats in custom house it was right early on and i was really really down so i would have been sort of early 20s or something like that and i thought I just don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. I just, I, I, it, what it was, I felt so battle-worn, and that's what I feel, battle-worn. Mm, We're yeah. fighting with this. My friend, she's not here anymore. She used to call it Radio Mooring, with, like, waking up with them voices in oh. your head that, are, you know. That your are shit, your worth and, is and, no one yeah, likes you. Oh. all of that. So you're yeah. immediately fighting yeah. all of that. And you get, you think, I just can't. And what you said earlier, Miles, is that you start wearing it up. Is it worth it? Mm. And the, the the oh the thing I've done, I'll tell you what I've done. It was a really poor attempt at suicide, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I was on in a block of flats. Yeah. I think I'm I don't know, 14th floor, I could have just jumped over, they've all been done. <laughs> but I I thought I'm just going to take a load of what you said, the cow, not the coward's way. The, the, that's probably because you don't know. You could take a load of pills yeah. and wake up in a terrible but maybe, state. But maybe yeah. the quietest way, not the most sort of. Um, yeah, but they yeah. was right pony pills that I had. It was all like flu stuff and all that. <laughs> Vitamin C. Yeah, and I was like, I think I even. Zinc tablets. I think I even, I think I even washed it down with a load of. Um, Lemsip. Lemsip. <laughs> Ammonium. You didn't go for a shit for two no, months. No, I just, I just took everything. I took everything in the cabinet. And the weird thing was, I went to sleep for about three days, and I woke up brand new. I felt great, <laughs> but it was probably just all you, you know. My mind sorting itself out, weird dreams and stuff like that. But you know, I, I really feel for people when you know they're going through that terrible thing where they just want out. Yeah. And when I lost my close friend Pat, who by the way had a really sort of interesting. Past, he started off. He was a bit of a villain, mm. and it, you know, it, it he'd been in prison quite a bit. But we had a really good mindset, and he and he become one of the top therapists going psychosynthesis. I think done. He was doing like big seminars on it, and he was mm. he was very he was naturally clever. Pat, he's one of the you know he, he was one of these people who used long words and knew what they meant. <laughs> You won't know what that means, yeah. Miles. But he was he was from around my way, so he was a bit different. He was he was quite a bit different. Hang on, what do you mean? No, I'm joking. So what <laughs> sorry, I'm so Pat Pat started doing really well and he became this therapist and a lot of people was doing and, and all of a sudden when I see him with his new posh friends, they was all going, Hi Patrick and all that. We never <laughs> we used to call him perfect Pat. Yeah. Because he looked he always looked Good, good. He was well groomed. He looked the part. It's quite a good looking bloke. He was, you know, athletic. And he, but he, he was battling with this. Yeah, demons. He, in he his was head, battling yeah. with this constantly. And right out the blue, I got a a phone call to say that he'd hung himself. And you had no suspicion at <sighs> and all. Do you know what? I was so felt so guilty. <clears throat> Because it was the one time that I hadn't spoken to him for ages. 
and we used to really have sort of heart to hearts and help each other. Obviously, he knew about stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and we'll teach each other how you've been feeling. How feeling, you've been and, and you know, yeah, and, yeah. He, and he knew obviously he knew all the best coping mechanisms and all that. And I remember, I think he was on Prozac as well. Yeah, and, so, yeah. and his brother said to me, oh, "Whatever you do, don't take Prozac." And here I am sitting here today taking yeah, yeah. Prozac. But it's you know, I, I don't believe. Well, things affect different people different ways. Well, it ways. did. Absolutely. No, I, I, I believe that. And yeah. I felt really guilty. And I don't know how his brother sensed it. His brother said to me, Rick, he went, I said, you know what? I said, I feel so terrible. I haven't spoke to him for ages. And he, and he said to me, Rick, there's nothing you could have said. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. you could have said. And you don't know. You never know. There's nothing yeah, you could have said. And, and, you know, I might have stopped it for five minutes, might have stopped it for, for five years. I don't, you don't yeah. know. But that terrible sadness when I thought about him and he was really, well, I'll tell you one of the things Pat done, the type of person he, he was, all the gains that he'd got out of villainy, he gave it all away. Yeah. He gave it all away and he started off again. He started off fresh with earning money from genuine ways, and what I said, he become he also be, he become a therapist and stuff yeah. like, and he, and and quite high up, and it it just shows. I think people really want to do it, and really, you know, really plan to do it. They're gonna do it, and there's nothing you can. There's nothing you can. Really well, do. I, I I I I I agree some of that, and I disagree with something. I, I, there was after that link that Sam sent. I said that. Um, <clears throat> By far the, uh, the, uh, the 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 biggest statistic for people dying, far more than heart attacks, strokes, cancer, with men of fifty and overall between forty five and fifty five is is suicide. Really? Yeah, absolutely. But what they were saying is that you know one of the thing that really stood out in my mind was a permanent solution to a, te- a permanent fix for a temporary solution, and I think that when you're absolutely in wait, the wait, wait, wait. A permanent solution to a temporary, temporary problem. Fi- prom- problem. Thank you, <laughs> yeah. Sam. Well, that completely and utterly wrong. Well done, mate. Man. That's why we. Well, <laughs> Oh, you probably three things you, to worry you about. You probably now. just killed off half of our audience. <laughs> so look, <laughs> yeah, so basically, yeah, you're, this may not be forever, but you feel it will be. So yeah, you, yeah, so you top yeah, yourself. Yeah, right. There we go. Yeah. So um, yeah, and I, I suddenly thought, if someone's in it, have they ever received the right help? Have they ever received the right medication? They've spoken to the right people. You know, I, I do believe that. You know, like you say, people say. Yes, I want to take my own life. There must be examples of people who have been absolutely on the edge of doing it. Someone's managed to talk them round. Ten years later, they're still here and they're happy. They might, I'd love to hear stories about that. Yeah, I would love someone to contact us and say, yes, I was right on the edge of doing it. If it had been another minute, I'd have done it. But I met someone talked to me and here I am. I'm still here today. Well, I mean, that's the entire happy. point of The Samaritan. Of course it, it is, know? yeah. and Because and, uh, I did a little bit of work with them as a filmmaker a couple of years ago. and uh, And one of the things that a lot of them... The, the, the volunteers were saying is that the thing they like I don't it's, it's, it's hard sort of thing to say you can't say you like the job because it's yeah. you know it's yeah, a yeah, bit of a yeah. bizarre thing to be doing but find rewarding perhaps yeah yeah, yeah. I mean he, I obviously can't name him but there was a guy who was saying that it, one of the things that he really liked about it was that you know if someone's sitting there with a with a bottle of pills next to him and they're, and they're like completely their wits end they want out and then they ring him up and all he, all he does is talk to him for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour. And then they decide they're not going to do it. Even if it's just that tiny little buffer of time that it gives them to sort of change their yeah. mind. That is, 
That's and that's basically the entire reason. The oh, absolutely, it's amazing, and I, I admire anyone mm. doing that because it must be a very tough job, and hugely emotional. When you ring someone, like you say, rings up at their wits end, they're just absolutely at the end of their tether and they want to kill themselves and they're ringing you up because they're so distressed and they, the, the, they want to kill themselves, but at the same time, they don't. The problem They don't want to die, but they don't want to live like they're feeling, you know? And, 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 the, and the, not the problem, but the thing is, is that when you f- make that phone call, it's about who you get at the other end yeah, as well. Yeah. And mm. do you connect with that person and do they say, you know, the right thing? And we all know that one of the best ways to get rid of our own depression and our own anxiety is to get involved in someone else's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? One, one, yeah, one, yeah. Of my, one of my great, you know, you can be laying there completely in a terrible state and if someone else is in a terrible state by helping them, it's a great relief to your own anxiety, oh, you know, and I, I believe that's why a lot of people become therapists and stuff. Yeah. So, certainly no, was I with really Pat agree with because that. you're by helping someone else, you're you're almost I don't know. It's like a fat person like me. I'm going into grub again now. Mm-hmm. When I'm on a diet, <laughs> I become a feeder. So I start watching, I sort of get my, not my kicks, but yeah, I get yeah, off yeah. on watching other people eating and enjoying it. Yeah. Because it's sort of almost like not only testing yourself, but it's almost like still having it round you, having the comfort of having it round you. Yeah. I mean, that's a terrible thing to say, but, but I, I'm, I'm holding my hands up. I mean, it's the truth. I think, you know, I think we said this before, but I'm going to say it again. You know, you get a phone call and say, you're all right. I hope you're feeling better. You're not going to pick that up. But if someone phones you up, you might go, look, I'm really in trouble. Can you help you me? You drop everything. You, you, yeah. dro- you know, yeah. you forget yeah. about your own anxiety you and do. depression. You, uh, do you know what? You I, I'm it. glad you said that. I, that happens to me all the time. Uh, well, all the time. Sounds like it's a regular yeah. occurrence. But yeah. if I'm struggling and I find that someone else is as well, I think it gives you that point of empathy we said before yeah. and that point of kinship as well. And that little bit of like taking the pressure off you because you think, oh, I'm not the only one that's struggling here. No. And actually, this isn't about me because I think not. I'm using this in a not in a negative way, but I think when we become really anxious and really depressed, we become very, very selfish, very yeah. self-serving, mm. and very self-centered. It's all about us, how I'm feeling, blah 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 blah. It's not about other people. It's all about you. And and then I find that if someone else is struggling, all of a sudden it takes a. So well, it's not about me. It's about them now, isn't it? I've mm. got a, a chunk of that falls away because you know there's something, there's a priority just not for you, you know. And I think, mm. do, what about so you looked slightly when you say, do you not become self-centered when you get depressed? And- oh no, it's not that. It's just I don't know. Selfish is probably the wrong word. I, and you, you know, you said that. I think maybe it's 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 selfish because it's. Because you can't, well, for me anyway, you, I can't get out of my own head. No, and it's exactly. Not, and it's not because yeah, I'm, that's it. you know, I'm, it's not because I'm not thinking about other people or whatever. I just, the amount of times that I've, well, you've, you've seen me like that mm. when I come into the office and I'm feeling awful, someone will, someone will be talking to me and I'll, after about two or three minutes sort of snap out of what, like the, 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 the train of thought that I've gone down. The rumination. And yeah, I won't have yeah. a clue what they've said to me. No, no I, just not, I, I can't concentrate on anything else. I said to Sam yesterday, uh, we went for a drink yesterday evening, and I said to him, I know exactly when he's not well. He'll come in, because you, yours is more physical sometimes, because when yeah. Sam struggles, you can't sleep. So he'll come in the morning, absolutely like Fucked. the walking death. Yeah, and, I couldn't and, sleep last night. And, and, and he just, it's written all I over your face. I sleep last night. Not, yeah. I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about Sam. Sorry. So, 
Oh, so please don't always brings me. it. Shout out, tell it Sam. Go and get his box of cream horns. They're getting quiet. <laughs> getting quiet for 20 minutes. Yeah, go on. So, yeah, and I know it's, and I can see as soon as you walk in, I think <laughs> he's had a terrible night yeah. and he's really. Yeah. But the last few weeks or couple of weeks, you you know, all that sort of your pallor's come back. You look well, your, your eyes are sparkling. You know, you can tell when someone's in a better place. You yeah. can, do you know when you look at somebody, you think, even if they're smartly dressed and their hair's done, you can just look at their face and think, Oh dear, they're, they're not. Gone. They're not, nah, good, are they? not good. And I think you know about spotting the signs. Yeah. So I was going on to. I think this is really useful for people that haven't struggled before or really don't know how bad depression. But when you have, yeah. I tend to sort of just spot it with someone. Do you? You think because I've been through it. Sometimes I think I think they're struggling a bit. I, I the, the, you know, you can tell there's a slight change in their personality, yeah. and they do certain things, certain things that I do to try and cover it up. One and, of, one of the things I, I I've found along the way. Um, going back to the suicide thing, is that often people, before they're going to do something like that, um, really isolate. Mm. They really sort of, you know, they really sort of cut off from everyone and just stay with themselves for a minute because it's obviously a massive decision and it's it's a big thing to go through. And they just don't want to hear stuff from people. And my mate Pat, who I was talking about earlier, I probably, I, although I said I didn't speak for him, I probably did ring him a couple of times and didn't, didn't hear back and thought, oh, he's busy or something like that. Because mm, yeah. a few other people I spoke to said, oh, well, he, he didn't want to hear anything about it and he wasn't really talking and talking about it. But you, I think that's one of the things that we do. And it's probably the worst thing you can do is just to completely isolate and get away from everyone yeah. and just be on your own to sit with it. And when we're not at that stage of the game, the last, you know, for me, how I deal with it is to be with people. So I haven't mm. got to be with myself. Yeah. Because I find sitting with myself really hard. Yeah. You've only, yeah, got, yeah, you've yeah. only got your own thoughts, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they are only thoughts, but, you know, it is thoughts that, that can do, can that manifest. drive you to. Yeah, can yeah, manifest yeah. into anything. Yeah. And I, was, I oh, sorry, Sam. Go I was on. just going to say off, off the back of that. I, I was reading somewhere. I can't remember where. But I'll, I'll try and find the article and link it in the description. But um, there's three things that basically three stars that need to align for suicide to be a really big risk, and that is that you uh, you feel totally alone. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you've got no one around you, which yeah. I guess is you know if, yeah. if you're going into that mindset, you've yeah, come, yeah. kind of like withdrawing from friends and family and stuff. You know that. That will obviously mm. truncate it, make it even worse. Um, so, yeah, feel like feeling like you're alone, feeling like you're worthless. Yeah, which they kind of kind of hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And the biggest one is actually being scared of death. If you're not scared of, so basically, if you're if you're not scared of dying, if you feel like you're completely alone, you feel worthless, and that the world would be better for, better off without you. That is when you're at the highest risk. Yeah. And that's and scary. That's, and yeah. that's when because I've had you know any any times mm. the few times that I have been suicidal there's it's I'm terrified of death yeah. so and, yeah. and to be honest until that until I'm not which I can't guarantee will ever yeah. happen yeah. I don't think I'll ever do it but you know there have been times where I've felt worthless or alone or yeah. whatever but that's because of that because that third that third uh 
you know, thing, thing uh, not there. being scared of dying, you kind yeah. of you manage to wriggle out of it or, yeah. or crawl out the other side. I think um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I am terrified of death. I'm terrified of not being here. Like I say, I don't want to die, but when I feel really low, I just don't want to be alive feeling like that. And I think that's that's the cross to bear, isn't it? My, but, you know, my, my, the, the big thing about suicide, what I've found, you know, and sort of the when I've gone to the funerals after and spoke to the people after who are closely related, like wives, kids and all that, mm. is one friend of mine who died, I remember his wife was fuming and his kids was really angry with him, with him yeah. of the of the selfishness of bailing out. Yeah. And there is, of course, there is an element of selfishness when you think about the people around you and what it's going to do to yeah. them. And, you know, um, especially in certain reasons when, you you know, people do that. But they have got to be in such a state. And I remember um, and a friend, it's not the one I was talking about earlier, but another friend of mine we was walking, we was at the funeral and his wife was walking behind the hearse and with her kids and there was no tears. There was just anger. And I suppose later on they might have t- turned to tears. But they were just so angry with what he'd done and he'd been battling with depression for a long time. Oh. And there is... How long ago, so that was, how long ago was this? That, that, that was about eight years ago, okay. eight, nine years ago. Now, the only reason I asked yeah. that is I think it was a long, long time ago, perhaps people's perception of mental illness and why people do that was not as informed as it is now. Yeah, you know? no, that was about eight or nine yeah. years ago. And it, and it was my other friend, who, who that, my close friend, Pat, and them two was very, sorry, them two was very close, like I was with Pat. So they, I think they may have been best friends. It mm. was only a couple of years after mm. Pat went that he'd done it. And he done it, you know. It was it was using that same method, hanging himself. He just, oh. it's just such a sad thing. And you, and you, oh, the things that go through your mind, I always think, you know, that whether you kick the chair away or whatever you do, there's a, is there a moment when you think, oh, whatever have I done? And it's too late, you know. It's too late to get yeah. to to get out of it. And it is a really, oh. really sad thing and people don't understand it people who listen to stuff like what we're talking about yeah yeah will go how ungrateful are you go to you know a cancer world where people are holding on to like a couple of little threads of life and and trying to enjoy themselves you you know you've got your health you've got this you've got that they don't understand they don't they don't understand it and they don't look at it as it's not something. Who would choose to be depressed? Yeah. <laughs> who would choose yeah. to who would say, "Yeah, I want to feel like this." Yeah. yeah. Who would you know? Who would who would choose to sit there and not you know enjoy life, enjoy the every you know walking through woods, looking at trees, or you know even go, even getting on a tube and just the sounds and the colours and yeah. all of that. But you know, and I know that when you're when you're in that state. It's so all of that gets bleached out of your life, doesn't it? You don't get any enjoyment out of anything. So you're so lonely. So lonely. Um, I feel that my uh, sort of my emotional ties with people, like with my wife and my friends, get get numbed. I feel that all the things I used to get a lot of enjoyment out, I don't get any. So like cooking and eating, don't get any enjoyment out. Music just puts me on edge. All the things that I love, 
just freak me out. And I can't, all I want to do is just go to bed, take a couple of lorazepam and just hope I go to sleep and get away from it. And it's just horrendous. It's utterly, thank God I haven't felt that bad for a long, long time, but I have felt that bad. And yeah, it's- I'll, I'll tell you what was a shock to me. I can't say who he is because he's someone probably the close, <laughs> well, definitely an even closest person to me in the, in the world said to me. And the last thing they said, they said, yeah, I tried to do it once. And I was really shocked. What you didn't expect they would the sort of person would do it. I didn't expect would do it. And it really, really frightened me. Mm. I thought, oh. Yeah. And then, of course, straight away, you start to, you know, as usual, bring it right back to yourself. You start thinking, is that because of me? Did I, Mm. you know, did I do that? And no, it was just something they'd done on their own. And it was sort of quite. And I thought, if that would have happened, you know, I re- cry, cry wolf. I grew up with my mum going, oh, you know, I feel like just putting my head in the gas oven. You know? <laughs> you grew you up love it, didn't you? you no, I just imagine you as your kid, your yeah. mum saying that. Tell me every so, birthday. So, right, now, every right, birthday. Right, so just, just uh, listeners, uh, just to say, uh, Ricky's birthday is on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And tell everyone what your mum. No, so no, this is for no, a no. kid. Go on, what your mum used to say on Christmas Eve? Well, remember, I, it's his birthday and it's Christmas. I just feel like going in the cupboard and coming out when it's all over. I've had enough. All stuff like that. Going <laughs> in the cupboard? <laughs> I feel like getting in the coal cupboard and coming out when it's all finished. <laughs> <laughs> and it's your right. So oh, I, I hate Christmas. I hate Christmas. So I feel like, <laughs> like, oh, it makes me feel ill. Just to look at a bit of tinsel, I feel like pulling it all down and shouting out, bollocks. <laughs> That's nice, isn't it? So, but <laughs> I think, I don't know if that is an East End thing. I don't know if that is an East End thing. Because I remember when I was on East Enders, it, was, it felt like there was a lot of, um, a lot of them sort of storylines where everything was depressed and, you know, it, yeah, it had that yeah. sort of thing. But I, <coughs> it just seemed a, a, a thing like everything was, it's them old Cockney words, like, you know, everything's putrid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, vile. vile. Vile, putrid. Yeah. Oh, it's Pop. atrocious. Atrocious. You yeah. know, like, I can't, I can't abide, I can't abide it. Yeah. I don't even know if they're real oh, words. And then the other one as well, my loved one, you always come and say, I won't suffer it. Yeah, I won't suffer it. And... <laughs> <laughs> I won't suffer him or it. Yeah, uh, I remember I was a, I was remember I was one of these things once. One of these sort your life out weekends once, where they was getting out all people to share affirmations. And my mate was near me. He was like he was one of the he's one of the heads of these big sort of um, double glazing companies. Yeah. So that, all them people go there, get paid by the company to boost yeah, them yeah, up yeah, yeah. and get really positive, so they can sell loads of windows and all that. And he was near me, and, we, and they, what they'd done, they got people to shout out stuff to get it out of you what yeah. you're really thinking and he was near me and he comes from around my way but he's sort of done quite well for himself it was a white suit job yeah. and all that and he shouted, he was shouting out I won't suffer it anymore like, you know what I mean anymore yeah, yeah. Like, he must talk, be talking about the neg- negativity yeah. but because I wasn't sure what to shout I got on the end of his thing and I started shouting out and neither will I <laughs> And I messed this, I messed this whole thing up. You could see him like, because everyone was screaming and hollering, and I was getting on the back of his one. <laughs> but he's just a nut. He's just. I wonder what's at the core of all of. I wonder what the core of all of this is. Is there a magic something that they're going to find one day that sorts all this out? Now, well, I, the more well, the more I think about it, I, th- I think 
I don't think there's, it's not like, there's no sort of cure for cancer and I don't think there's a cure for depression. Yeah. I think that it's, I think it's help. I think the best I think thing, it's help for depression. The, the best yeah. thing that we can do is talk about it. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the point of this 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 uh, website is just to be s- true I'll come round for the tea and biscuits. <laughs> I've had to I've had to make my own coffee. I know yeah. no biscuits. Sorry. You come round my house so you get a smorgasbord, you get the lot. Yeah. I bought him gluten free bread yesterday, didn't I? Wasn't that nice? It stinks around there though, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was smothered in cat hair. Running alive. Oh, oh mate, itching. Um, <laughs> but no, I think that's a very good, and I think and I make a serious point through irreverence, and I think the way that we treat it with no respect at all, because I don't think depression anxiety doesn't deserve any respect, because it's it does and it doesn't at the same time, because it's like what's he talking got, about? No, you just did a double negative. Yeah, yeah but do you know what I mean you should treat respect as in you should talk about it openly and candidly, and but don't treat it with any respect either, because I, I think I think it is an illusion. It's not you. Yeah. 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 See what I think. Oh, what do you think? <laughs> I think I'm going to stop the show now and give you a good hiding. <laughs> You're getting right under my skin, all right? No, all right, let's wrap this up. We've, have I, I think we've said it all. No, no I've, I'm quite pleased with it. Well, I've, I've made I can't a lot of cock-ups today. No, you haven't. You're all right. that's made me paranoid You're now, paranoid which is going to bring me down, which no, is going to make me anxious. All right, let, let, let's finish on something that's going to lift you up. Right, okay. Uh, what will lift me up? What you? What's going to happen? Let's think of something. What you what you got going on? You got your new series coming out? Yeah, you? Lee and Dean that comes out yeah. very very soon. Yeah, um, very excited about that. Um, anyway, right. ladies and gentlemen, we'll uh, see you next week. Ricky, Thanks very much. What series have you got coming out? What series? You got? Yes. Let's leave that. Let's leave it on that. <laughs> go on, jump, jump. So I know jump, jump, you. You know me. So do you want to wrap it up then, Miles? I, I will wrap it up. Just before we do, um, just want to let uh, all our listeners know we are actually running a competition this week. Uh, we're asking people to contact us via Twitter or email or even phone us. Let us know what's the most creative way you've tried to commit suicide. What? Yeah, so thrown to the front of a train, jumped off a bridge, hung yourself, what? pills, could be anything. Set fire to yourself. And there's a prize. There's a prize for <laughs> the most creative way. Half hour on the pad to Riggy and a pie and mash mill down Manzies. <laughs> no. For two. Stop it there. <laughs> Here we go.